you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads Agency. What I wanted to do is kind of just do a recap about some things that are a little more basic, but is foundational to Google Ads. So we're talking about converted tracking, bidding strategy, budgets, campaign types, audiences, all the good stuff. Here's something that I think should be a foundational kind of core memory for everyone here, a core alert. Let's look at the first thing that we want to check is conversion tracking. What is being counted as a conversion? Is it appropriate? And is it the best way to track that? And you'll know the reason why I'm using this one is it's not. This was not set up correctly. So today we're going back to basics. So we have a lot of new hires coming. We have a lot of new hires that are in here. And so what I wanted to do is kind of just do a recap about some things that are a little more basic, but is foundational to Google ads. So we're talking about converted tracking, bidding strategy, budgets, campaign types, audiences, all the good stuff. I think it's going to be good to kind of get everyone on the same page, just so that we're more aligned with their overall strategies. So going kind of back to basics, well, I guess solutions, a basics, which is like every other agency is like a next level, but it is going to be a really good way for us to kind of round table and be all on the same page in terms of how things work, how we see them work, how they expect to work, what the client's needs are, how we set up campaigns to achieve those goals, whether it's lead generation or e-commerce and some best practices, housekeeping items, et cetera. I'm going to dive right in. I have a campaign pulled up here, and this is a campaign that's of an active client and an excellent client that we're doing really, really well for. I wanted to kind of share with you a structure that I think goes against what we will say sometimes potentially internally and some results thereof. And then also talk about some of the whys. For example, this client looks to be really, really good. It looks like this conversions are scaling up. YouTube is performing really well. We got 324 leads the last 30 days. 100 our cost lead is lower than the, camp, than the account average. And this looks good. Now, when I'm saying back to basics, one of the first things that we want to measure is performance tracking. We want to look at what is being counted, how it's being counted, and for what source is being counted, and can we make any sort of optimizations there? It's going to be the first step to any success of any Google Ads campaign because conversion tracking is the lifeblood of any automated bidding strategy. If we don't have this, we're going to be stuck with manual and interpretation. So that's you know 2008 Google Ads. This is obviously 2022. So let's look at the first thing that we want to check is conversion tracking. What is being counted as a conversion? Is it appropriate? And is it the best way to track that? And the reason why I'm using this one is it's not. This was not set up correctly. So the first thing we want to look at is segment by conversion action. What's currently being counted in the campaign? We could do a review of our own accounts, and this is going to be very important when we take over new accounts. If we skip this step, we set ourselves up for failure. So what you can see here is I'm only counting one of the, I don't even know, 13 conversion actions here on the page. Now, why? It's because I'm using an automated bidding strategy for every single one of these campaigns, except for the brand that is going to allow me to optimize the campaign along with Google for the type of sales or leads that I would like. So one thing that's really important is making sure that the conversion action that you want as the end goal be the conversion action you're counting and possibly solely the conversion action that you're counting. There is some use cases to say otherwise. However, I've usually found it the most beneficial and concrete and foundational to go after the conversion action you want as the end goal. What I mean by that, if we're looking for a specific type of lead, Maybe don't start with counting all of the catalog downloads because that's not the type of lead we want. We want people that are filling out the design tool and actually submitting. So that's a good example here. I'm still going to count them in a conversion 
but in the all conversions. And I'll share that with you here in a moment as a secondary conversion. So we're looking at the download of the RTA catalog. I have three here and there's very, very little. Why? I used to have a lot more. I used to have, this was usually about 30 to 40 per month, but I only counted the design tool submissions. And that's actually what I'm basing all my, my optimizations on. Why is this important? Well, I'm still getting 42 people a month in this one campaign filling out the contactless form and I'm getting two phone calls, but I'm only counting the design tool submission. And that is what you can see is the highest. That's getting the most amount of activity. So you use your conversion counting off of two reasons. One, a guide as to how you see that campaign performing, but also be what you're teaching it. That's the difference between a secondary and a primary conversion. Secondary, I can see it. I'm not counting it though against the bidding strategy. That'd be primary. That's what the campaign's optimizing for. So making sure that you're counting only the conversion actions that you want and that you have verified with the client, that's what they want is gonna be step one. Now we look at, well, how are we counting these conversion actions? What is the source? And I'd like everyone to go off mute if you're if you're wanting to, if you're wanting to, to chime up. But what do you see here is an issue right off the bat? Does anybody know? Google Analytics as a conversion source. That's right. Frank nailed it. It's a conversion source coming from analytics. Does anybody know why this is bad? Analytics drops on average about 20% of the of the users when it's tracking them. Yep. So analytics will drop off sometimes all the way up to about 60%. I've had it and the 60% wow. difference. Google Analytics is a same day last click attributed non-direct network. What that means is that anybody that has a Google ads click that then has a click somewhere else that is not direct it is going to not give credit back to the Google Ads channel that may have started that conversion. So if you have a person that Googles a cold traffic keyword, goes to the website, leaves, comes back by Googling the brand name and clicking organically, Analytics will say, we had an organic conversion today, it is not paid ads. So paid ads does not get a credit from Analytics for the job that it did. So my conversion actions inside this account are missing. I might be missing 200 to 500 conversions this month. Now we know this, we already had this particular use case hired, measurementmarketing.io, they're rebuilding everything out. It's cost like 7,500 bucks. They're redoing the website, yada, yada, yada. But that's a fail point. And I know that fail point. So what do we do instead? We confirm the actual lead amount with the client. And then we also support ourselves by looking through analytics. Analytics can tell us if someone clicked on Google ads and then click through another path. That could be another time from their day. I don't want to make this an analytics how-to, but know that analytics can tell you the model comparison tool, which is the first and last click. And you can actually kind of deduce for yourself what you may be missing. That's the first thing is we always want to use Google tag or even just the actual conversion event on the thank you page, but it should be the conversion source being a website. To share this in a more extreme scenario, here's what I mean by this. If you're running e-commerce and you're using analytics and you already know that this company has a fairly good brand name. When you count it as a analytics, we're going to see a whole bunch of missed opportunity because people that come back through the brand name are not going to be counted inside of Google ads. I've purposely kept this client live with this view so I could share this as an example. But in the last 30 days, look at the difference between what analytics counted as a sale and what Google ads counted as a sale. If I'm using automated bidding strategies on target return on ad spend, I'm hitting my target return on ad spend of $10,000, when in reality, I brought $15,000. Or if I'm using a TCPA, I'm only counting 196 conversions, not the 353 conversions I actually got. That's the difference between analytics and Google ads. Analytics source misses all these people. Why? I know that this company here already has a really good brand name, but we don't have enough budget to spend on our campaigns along with maxing out the brand name. So an analytics will say, well, people came back and Google the brand name, didn't click on a brand campaign because it's non-existent. They clicked on your organic listing. You don't get credit. 
this is actually the delta between the people that clicked on us and came back to the brand and that's counted and did not count. That's why this is very, very, very important. So any questions from conversion tracking and sources and why they're important so far? All right, cool. Next thing, we wanna look at the conversion window. I think the conversion window is extremely important because if you're counting something, and I don't have this one updated because we don't have any videos, so I'm not really worried about it. But for example, when we're looking at the click-through conversion window, I like to max this out as much as possible. My opinion, there's no reason to count this less than 90 days. I don't have a use case that I could not argue and usually win for a click-through conversion window less than 90 days. If you're generating interest and you're generating the first click, and you can see that it's cold traffic campaign, the keywords are non-branded and dynamic remarketing is doing a good job of bringing them together and yada, 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 yada. You should get credit for that. Why remove credit from you? Because they took 31 days to convert, not 30. Doesn't make sense in my mind. So making sure that your click-through conversion windows are as wide as possible. Now there's a use case to say, yes, but you're going to count duplicates. So one purchase and then another purchase, and another purchase, and another purchase. That would be here where you count one conversion or every conversion. The distinction here is that if I get an ad click and one sale, it's going to count it one time. If I get an ad sale and get two sales, this will count it two times. One ad click, two sales. That's going to be indicative of returning traffic. That happens quite a bit. What I mean by that is if you're counting every conversion and that conversion window is at 90 days, if you earn click on day one and you have a purchase on day 15, 45, 60, and 90, you're going to see four sales. Is that okay? Again. It's up to your individual campaign, your individual strategy, but just know that will happen. If you count this as one, you're going to have an ad click for the first time ever to your website through Google ads. And that ad click, let's say converts 90 days. You count that once they convert twice. You still count it once unless they click on your ad again. So this just denotes the one click to how many times that person can be counted as a conversion for the next 90 days. This is not a glitch. I'm interrupting the video you're watching because I need to remind you that I'm always looking for people to join our team. So if you're passionate about Google Ads and you want to work with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, please go to solate.com forward slash apply. Speaking of working with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, if you're having trouble with Google Ads and you want professional help, that's what we do. You can go to solate.com, that's S-O-L-8.com to apply for your free, no obligation action plan. And if I've given you any level of value at all, maybe think about giving me a thumbs up and subscribing to our channel. That's how we juice the YouTube algorithm so they actually know that I know what I'm talking about. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or confessions, hit me below in the comments. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. You'll start to see some oddities though in this. And what I mean by that is if I look at, I'm just going to go back in time and I'll share with you. So June, July, August, September, October. When I segment by the days to conversion, you'll see a bell curve here normally. you see a sort of a bell curve here. And what I mean by that is when you look at the conversions and the conversion value, See how it's 86,000 in less than one day for a total of, uh, or for 117 or 86,000 for a total conversion by time of 125. When you count something for 90 days and you count every conversion, you're actually giving yourself a bit more credit, which is okay. As long as you're not over counting, duplicate counting, or taking too much credit. I don't think though, that if you bring a new customer and count what that customer's worth inside of Google, that's taking too much credit. Individual use cases may vary. But what you'll notice here is a bell curve. And I want everyone to understand this because this actually goes into effect in what we're going to be talking about next of time lag, time decay, I guess I would say, and also changing around campaigns and bidding strategies and budgets. Here's something that I think should be a foundational kind of core memory for everyone here, core learning, which is the bell curve. It's kind of like a reverse bell curve. You have a lot of sales come in and then a lull. And then over the course of time, the sales start to come back. If you only count to 30 days, you miss the second half of that bell curve. 
The first bell curve is going to be indicative of your first seven days of conversions for the cost. That's going to be about 80% of your transaction, maybe, maybe 70% of your transactions. The additional 20 to 30% is going to come later on. And you're going to be able to identify that inside of this bell curve and also atone for that, I guess, in your bidding strategies and your budgets and your target CPAs and or target ROAS. Here's what I mean. $86,000 out of 125,000 happened within 24 hours of the last click. What this day out here is representative of is the last click to the Google Ads account. So it goes from 86 down to four, three, two, one, down into 640. That's 10 or 11 days out. Now, what happens from 10, 11 days out to 11, 12, 13, 14, you start to see 640 go to 1,000, and then 2,000, 8,000, 30 to 45 days, 3,000, 1,200, 2,400. Any account in e-commerce in Google that we have I invite you to look back four months, segment by days to conversion, and see this bell curve. Nine times out of 10, it will be there unless it doesn't have a good repeat. You know, if they're one-off big expensive products, you still will see the bell curve because of delayed, delayed attribution of what they click and when they convert. But you're gonna see that here. Now, if we're counting to 30 days, my tracking stops here. I'm missing three, four, five, six, I'm missing $7,000 out of 125,000 that goes against my ROAS, that goes against my CPA. I'm missing, I don't know, maybe this call is 65, 70 conversions. I'm missing all those here. So how you count and how long you count it are also going to help you identify what the actual conversion value is and how to make sure that that is adjusted for your bidding strategy. If this ROAS was 250 versus 288, what would you do? It's actually 288 in reality, but we're counting it as 250 because we missed on days 30 to 90. So your CPA targets are going to be higher because you have less conversions. Your ROAS targets are going to be lower because you have less ROAS. All of this that you count is going to be directly affected on how you manage and, and, and measure your campaigns. So just know that that time lag is a factor and that is something that should be set up before you start making large daily ad spend adjustments and target it. That's just foundational. So I want to make sure that everyone kind of has a good grasp on that. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com. Sol, the number eight.com.